I'm here, Tom. Okay, that's good. Uh, speak up a little bit here because we're going to end up, uh, you and I are both going to have to project tonight, as they say. But it's good to have you with us again. It's been a while since you've been with us. Well, Tom, it's nice to be back and to be talking to you and to the radio family. Well, tonight we're going to, you and I are going to have a little bit of a discussion, and, and at different places we're going to have a little bit of trivia, too, one way or the other. And, uh, this is a kind of an important uh, to program to you and I in that uh, it had us uh, watching uh, horror movies for Halloween it has always been a big deal. I think for you it, it was a, has been a bigger deal for me than it was than it is now. But uh, one of the uh, first experiences we had after Mr. and Mrs. Kearney Sue and I got married was my little brother, who's 15 years younger than me, came to visit. And we did something that his mother would never let happen, I don't think. Uh, he was only 11 years old, but we let him stay up all night watching horror movies. Is that not right? No, that's correct. I, I, I'll i confess to you that I'm not sure I stayed awake the entire night, but we, in fact, I was, in fact, able to do that. You had the opportunity to do that. So you and I have always thought that uh, Halloween movies were special. And I've always liked Halloween. I like it as a holiday. It's one of my favorites because... It doesn't have the underpinning of Christmas or Thanksgiving or uh, the Fourth of July and you know some other special thing. It's uh, there is some significance uh, in, in, in the history of its place in religion, but but mostly the American version of it has to do with eating a lot of candy and and pretending to scare people or maybe not pretending but actually scaring them. But a lot of this has been in. in and what am I trying to say? It's been made into part of the Hollywood scene, part of movies. And so Halloween movies uh, have uh, continued to be made and have been one of the popular parts of the genre. Wouldn't you say that'd be the case? Hello? I'm sorry, I didn't hear your question, Tom. Could you say that again, please? I said, well, I, I don't know where you lost me there. I was saying that... that uh, Halloween has become a, a popular part of the American scene. It's a it's the holiday that I really like uh, most, and right. uh, it has been taken into the to the uh, Hollywood scene, and, and it's created a movie genre of uh, not just for Halloween, but horror movies that are particularly popular around this time of year, around October thirtieth or thirty first. Right, Tom. Uh, one of the things that's fairly clear is that we, as a society and as a public, we like to be scared, and maybe it's the idea that 
you know, we can come back to reality and just sort of realize that we're either in a movie theater and we can just touch the seat that we're there on, and or we can go back outside later on after it's over with and realize that the killer is not out there or, or the vampire is not out there, or we can just look around our living room and realize that everything is safe and okay. But for whatever reason, uh, we as, as human beings like to be scared and we also like to know that it's not real, ultimately. Uh, you just made me feel kind of weird because I, I'm a human being, and I'll tell you, sometimes I don't like to be scared, but, uh, you know, the the movie that I regard as the scariest one I've ever seen, that is, that is I'm not saying that for universal mankind, but yeah. for me, is a movie that I saw uh, 60 years ago, and I haven't seen it since. I've seen clips from it. In fact, I watched part of the trailer for it tonight by preparing for this program. But you know what I'm talking about. Right. I have some questions. You might want to tread softly, Tom. Okay, I will stay away from that then. And and if our little electronic experiment doesn't work out, you and I may end up talking about uh, Halloween movies and and, uh, what Halloween movies Stephen Kearney would take to a desert island with him if he he was going to a desert island. But... uh, uh, I, I won't ask you what your favorite Halloween movie is now, and uh, I will stay away from, as you've asked me to do, to stay away from uh, what my favorite Hall- Halloween movie is. Uh, I think they started making scary movies, and you know a fair amount about the history of movies, pretty quickly. I mean, you know, back uh, uh, 1910, 1915, times like that. Yeah, uh, Tom, the, fairly early on and throughout the si- silent era, uh, there were horror movies. I mean, even back then, there was a realization that there's there's a shock value here that the public really enjoys. And oddly enough, and here's the important point, Tom, we'd pay money to see. Right. Well, I remember seeing a movie in a classic film series that I belonged to one time called M, I think was the name of it, and Peter Lorre was in it. Do you know the movie I'm talking about? Yes. It uh, has to do with a guy, I think, that is supposed to be a pedophile or something, or he's murdered a child or something like that, and the crowd is chasing him. Do I, do I have the right movie in mind? That sounds right, Tom. Um, one of the things about horror movies in, in reality is is that, uh, uh, depending on the point of view, sometimes reality is much more horrible than, uh, than the movie you've watched. Well, I, we've been doing something about Halloween movies and scary movies on this program for years. Now, you know, you, you and I know, because we've been here the whole time, that for a long time you were the specialist in, in trivia questions that had to do with TV programs, and, and our old friend George Brody was the specialist in TV programs that had to do with movies. And I think he really, George has, has passed away now, so we, in fact, many Many times we've dedicated this program to him because he particularly liked uh, to talk about ha- uh, Halloween and scary movies. But uh, we, we ended up talking a lot about what actually horror is, and I know you've been through that exercise too. And that sometimes it's not what you actually find behind the door, but what you anticipate there being behind the door that is really the scariest. Yes, Tom, I think... Um one's own imagination can fill in the blanks and make something really scary. Uh, I know when I was very young, uh, before our family had a television, 
I used to listen to a radio program, and I think the program's official name was The Inter Sanctum. It was designed to be scary. But it came on with the sound of a, a rusty door, a squeaking door. In fact, we call it, we didn't call it The Inter Sanctum, we call it The Creaking Door Program. And uh, as you know, uh, and this was before you were born, but your mother was very permissive. Uh, uh, and it, and you can look at me now and tell it didn't really harm me any. Uh, but I uh, was was allowed to listen to the creaking door, which was a, a some parents would have said this would be too scary and the kid would have nightmares and so on. But I made it through the storm okay. And uh, but uh, the the nice thing about radio was you didn't you had just the the oral the ear ear aspects and not the seeing, and you could imagine the horror. And sometimes, as you know, the horror that you imagine. Uh, is worse than the one that you, in fact, see. I remember one time you used to be very, very much a student of Bram Stoker. Is there anything between you and horror movies and Bram Stoker? Tom, you're fading on me a little bit, a little hard to hear. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, maybe uh, uh, Jason can up the pot just a little bit. It may This may be a part of our electronic experimenting, and, and you're a little bit hard to hear, but I'm Leaning over and putting my ear to the phone so uh, so that it will work. But I I was asking about uh, the the fact that I remember you have were particularly interested in the horror uh, writings of Bram Stoker one time. I happened to run across something by Bram Stoker today, and I said I'll have to remember to ask Stephen about this. But he's the creator of what Dracula? Yes, that's correct. An Irish writer, if I remember correctly, and so on. Well. W- We'll have to check with Jason when we take a break here. It's uh, uh, 9.16 at WPTF, the Tom Kearney Show, here every night, Monday through Friday, with a little bit of live and in real-time radio. And as I said at the beginning, on Friday nights, when we can, we we make a transition from serious programs uh, having to do with the economy and with uh, uh, new products and uh, the weather or whatever is, uh, is, I guess they would say in the modern parlance, trending. Uh, to uh, trivia. Uh, we were all fans of Trivial Pursuit back in what they called the day. Uh, I love the, the, how the, the language comes along. Well, in the day, Trivial Pursuit was popular, and, and it's still popular where we are. Our guest tonight is my brother, Stephen Kearney, who is our expert on uh, TV and movie trivia, and uh, it being the season that he is. Halloween, I think, is probably going to be, if it is celebrated, and I guess we don't know how it's going to be celebrated in different places and probably will be celebrated in different ways because of the uh, the virus. Uh, but uh, would be, Stephen, it's my, my guess and our understanding that it would be Saturday night of next week that we would have the celebration. By the week from tomorrow. Week from tomorrow. And we, in fact, uh, if this operation, this electronic operation works out tonight, we may come back and do some more movies next week. And when we come back from this, we may try to, we're going to turn the program over to you. You're the trivia guy. I'm going to step back and uh, uh, let you present some uh, trivia questions and see if, if uh, anybody wants to answer them. The number would be 919-860-9783, 919-860-9783. And the only rule we have is that you can't look up the answer. You've got to know the answer and uh, have it in your head somewhere. The only help you can get is from another living being. You can't be using a research book, a PC, a Mac, a handheld
handheld device of any kind, you've got to have it in your head, what I call a desert island experience. And we'll try that after we take this break. 922 at WPTF Radio, Tom Kearney, the Tom Kearney Show, every night Monday through Friday from 9 to 10, a little bit of live and in real time radio, and on Friday night, whenever possible, we play trivia. The trivia tonight has to do with the season, uh, not tomorrow night, but the next Saturday. I believe it's the 30th, maybe it's the 31st, but it's the next Saturday anyway. We will have Halloween in some form, and if not, we can have it in, in the theater of our minds and be reminded of uh, going out and scaring people and picking up uh, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups and whatever else, Snickers and things that you really like to get in your bag. Stephen, are you there? Yeah, I'm here, Tom. Uh, you're a little faint. Uh, Jason was better in the beginning than right now, but uh, and, and I'm talking to to our producer, Tom. Yeah, right. I, yeah, he, he, he's, he's kind of walking a tightrope, Stephen, so he can only do so much, but I think we, you and I are going to be able, both of us, to stay here at least for the moment. And what we need for you to do is, if you've got your usual set of trivia questions, maybe you could draw out about three of them and present them and see if anybody's listening that wants to try to answer them. I'll remind them again that the number is 919-860-9783. That's 860 WPTF. And uh, no cheating. And uh, have we got any questions? Well, Tom? We have uh, we have some easier questions tonight. I thought in my return to the program we would try to keep it relatively easy. So these questions I think are fairly easy, and hopefully they will be for our listening audience. Yeah, I think you said you wanted three, so we're going to go with three, three questions. Correct. Okay. Three. Yes. Okay. The first question, Tom, is that this gentleman was born William Henry Pratt. He's famous for his portrayals in Frankenstein movies and The Mummy in the 1930s, and also was the narrator. And the voice of the Grinch. Tell me his name. Okay, I can do that one. Next question, Tom, and this is along the same lines. Hungarian-born actor played his most famous role in 1931 after playing the Bram Stoker character on stage. Who is this actor? Very famous. Yeah, these are really easy. Uh, Oh, they're softballs. I'm doing it on purpose, Tom. Answer these. Yeah, good. This was a little harder. You have to know who this actor is, but he's a favorite. This actor, who lived to be 82 years old, played Dracula several times in the 1940s and was the father of famous acting sons Robert, Keith, and David. Tell me the name of this actor. Very famous. Aha. Uh-huh. Yeah, that is a little harder. A little bit harder. I'll tell you what. I'm going to give you an extra clue. David, Tom, was in Kung Fu. Ah, uh, yes. And, in fact, you can give us one more question, too. All right. One more question, Tom. Uh, you'll like this one. This was uh, this is your softball as well, and is a bit of uh, to use a radio term, segue, if you will. It's also a motorized device. I understand these days. Uh, in 1960, Alfred Hitchcock made a thriller horror movie that resonates to this very day, based on the 1959 novel by Robert Bloch, starring Anthony Perkins, Janet Leigh, nominated for four Academy Awards. Tom, in this movie, the killer was Mother. Yes, and what we want to know is the name of the movie, right? Name of the movie, yes. I thought there was an interesting loop created. I just realized it tonight when I was doing my little research, is that uh, the star of another extremely famous Halloween-style movie is uh, related to the person 
who gets it in this, well, one of the people who gets it in this movie, the scariest scene in the movie is the one that made me decide that I didn't want to watch the movie again. You, you know again, I'm going to ask you about. to be careful because that's my next question, Tom. Pardon me? Tom, I ask you to be just a little little careful there again. That's my yeah. next question. Yeah, okay. Well, I didn't give it away. I didn't give the, the I know, I know. away now. Okay, uh, Jason, do we have any callers? No callers currently, Tom. Okay, okay. Well, we're going to have to see. We can't come up some business here. 919-860-9783, if you know the answer. And uh, really, Stephen, it started out by, by giving you, a, for the hors d'oeuvres of this program, a, a bunch of fairly easy questions, because I think if I was driving down the road, I could answer certainly two and maybe three of the four that he's presented us, and he actually gave us a hint. And the question about uh, the father of the, the boys, Stephen, that's a new question. I've never heard you give that one before. I think I've heard these other Well, questions. I think it's important we talk about him because he pops up in a lot of horror movies, and uh, somewhere along the way we need to pay honor to the things he did. He was in so many movies uh, from the beginning of his career till uh, the late 80s, Tom, that, uh, and often in parole, you just want to uh, to pay honor to him if you can. Yeah, he was in a lot of movies. I think he may have been in, like, The Grapes of Wrath or one of those. He movies. was in The Grapes of Wrath, that's correct. Okay, I thought he was in that that movie and so on. So, yeah, I think that's a good point. I like to make those connections. In fact, on a program the other night, you would have liked this, we were talking about uh, Elizabeth Montgomery. And I uh, went out of my way. In fact, we were talking to Sir Walter Ann, you know who I'm talking about. And uh, she did not know who uh, Elizabeth Montgomery's father was. Do you know about Robert Montgomery? I don't, Tom. He used to have a drama program in the middle of the afternoon back in the early days of television when you could do something like that, you know, have real live drama. Uh, And, of course, as the years went by, we had less and less of that and more soap operas and and situation comedies, but it was called Robert Montgomery Presents, and he would come in and sign in with a piece of chalk on a chalkboard board, and he was a fairly good actor and a pretty good director, and he was the father of Elizabeth Montgomery. In fact, we talked about uh, the movie, the, the, the title of which is, it's a, uh, a movie in the... Uh, 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 Twilight Zone series, the movie called Two. Are you familiar with that movie or that TV program? The movie's called Two? Yeah, Two. No, I don't think I'm familiar with that, Tom. I'll bet you've seen it. There are only two characters in it, Elizabeth Montgomery and Charles Bronson. And it's the Twilight Zone episode. Oh, well, wait a minute. Yes, I have. Uh, um, they don't say much to each other. They, I, I think they say one word in the whole program, if, if, if that. Uh, but uh, we we had a nice conversation about that. In fact, the subject was uh, tell us your. Uh, it was a nostalgia program. I think it was last Thursday night. Tell us your uh, your uh, favorite Twilight Zone episode. Well, nine one nine. We're coming to a break here. Nine one nine eight six zero nine seven eight three eight six zero WPTF. If you can answer Stephen's questions, we'll be back after the news. for WPTF as well as the standard AM680. I had to reset my uh, my radio in my car the other day. I took it down to uh, uh, to the mechanic to have it worked on. Uh, 
and uh, the uh, they disconnected the battery, and that meant all my buttons that were registering had to be redone. And so I made sure I got 98.5 uh, for WPTF as well as AM680. You should have the push buttons where you can reach them, and I'm on the, the lower part down at the end, so you can feel for them. Uh, and if it's in dark in the car, or you're in a position that you need to be able to reach it with while your hands are otherwise uh, being used. We do a little promoing usually at this point, and then we will say that Dr. Funkhauser will be here on Monday night to do the update for the month of October on the uh, necrology. And a necrology, of course, is a list of people who have passed away and who deserve to be remembered. And there are a fair number of famous people, particularly athletes, but the actors and uh, celebrities of one sort or another that have passed away, and uh, you may not be aware of all of them. I, I somehow led the fact that baseball player Bob Gibson had died without my knowing it, but uh, when uh, Dr. Funkhouse and I were discussing the uh, the uh, ecology, I was updated, and we will update all of you on Monday night between 9 and 10 here on WPTF. Uh, tonight our guest is Stephen Kearney. He hasn't been with us for a while, but... Uh, it is just about Halloween, and one of our favorite times of year for doing trivia programs is to do trivia programs with uh, Halloween movies in mind. In fact, we have failed to do something. Stephen, are you there? I'm here, Tom. Jason, uh, Jason, you know what we failed to do? What? This is the time when we play the theme song, and what do we play at, how time, at Halloween? Bobby Boris Pickett's version of Monster Mash. So we'll have to use that for a bumper when we come out of the next break. Is that okay with you? It's okay with me, Tom. I was going to say to you that, uh, you know, we're talking about Halloween or horror movies tonight, sort of leading into Halloween, but uh, there's horror movies and Halloween celebratory type things in records, such as the one you just mentioned. There's radio, such as you said, Inner Sanctum and Arch Ovler's Lights Out. There you go. Um, if you listen to satellite radio, you can get some great old-time radio shows, Tom. Um, there's comic books and magazines, lots of books, and there's a number of these shows that are fairly uh, uh, steeped in horror. For instance, you could watch a soap opera that became a horror-oriented soap opera for about six years, Tom. You remember Dark Shadows? Yeah, I was about to say Dark Shadows, but I said, and Stephen will say, Tom, that was going to be one of my big questions tonight, and you gave it away. But I remember it came on about 3 o'clock in the afternoon, if I remember correctly. Right. Well, I didn't consider that there actually was two Dark Shadow movies made, Tom, and the first one was very good. Uh, but I didn't really, I considered more television than kind of television. Our topic is all movies. Our audience has probably never been acquainted entirely with the fact that you are a comic book aficionado and indeed a collector, uh, having to, having... Uh, destroyed my comic book collection when you were a kid, but that I'm pulling your leg about that. But if you if you did destroy it, you probably discovered that some of my favorite comic books were, in fact, the horror ones. You know, like the Creaking Door. You know, and uh, I don't know what some of the other names were, but I liked I liked uh, war comic books, the Combat Kelly. Okay, it was the time of of the Korean War, and I liked. Uh, well, things I probably shouldn't have been reading at my age, but uh, once again, I'll point out it didn't hurt me. So here I am. But, uh, uh. Well, Tom, as you know, and this is uh, part of, of history, more so than the entertainment sort of orientation we have tonight, but 
there was um, congressional hearings on the on the very subject of horror comics and the effect on the youth of today, if you will. And this is back in the 50s, Tom. And it gave us the comic book code, which really doesn't apply very much nowadays. But back then it did. Well, we've had lengthy discussions, and we probably ought to have more with our comic book guys. You know, Russ and Kent uh, talked a lot about that. And, and I had seen the little sticker, you know, passed by the comic book code, but I, I was at an age that I didn't realize the significance of that. But when it, I had it placed in historical context, it meant something else. While we've got you like this, let's go back to the, I think you presented four, trivia questions. If you don't mind, would you repeat those and maybe add three more, and we'll see if we can scan the, scare some listeners out and see if they're interested in in uh, uh, scary movies that might be appropriate to warm you up for Halloween or stay up all night watching. Uh, I looked at a list today, Stephen, and it had, I can never remember, oh, it's right, the Rocky Horror Picture Show was one of the ones that was listed, but uh, there are a lot of movies that you can sort of warm up. I uh, for watching, uh, well, Christmas, Thanksgiving, and Halloween. So repeat your questions for us and add about three more. I will, Tom. Um, and, and these questions, not only uh, we do want somebody to call and answer our questions, but the point of that always is so that we can talk to the people that call and right. listen to our program. And it gives us an opportunity to talk about this topic. Uh, Tom, the first question was, this gentleman was born William Henry Pratt. He's famous for his portrayals in the Frankenstein movies and the mummy in the 1930s. And he also was, and this came toward the end of his life, he was famous for being the narrator and the voice of the Grinch. And I want to know the name of this very famous actor, very famous horror actor. Second question, Tom, just as easy if you, if you know these guys, and most people do. This was a Hungarian-born actor who played his most famous role initially on stage, but later on did it in 1931. And uh, his most famous role was a Bram Stoker character. I want to know who the actor was. And, of course, I think you'll know who the character was when you supply the actor, Tom. Uh, this next actor, and we talked a little bit about him. He lived to be 82 years old, was in hundreds, Tom, over 100 movies, okay? Right. Uh, he's in terms of television productions and movies, he has pages of things that he was in. Uh, he played uh, the character Dracula uh, at least a couple of times in the 1940s, and he was the father of a famous acting uh, group of sons, Tom. Uh, Robert, uh, who was uh, the father in Lizzie McGuire. Keith, who was in Nashville, Tom, you might remember that movie. He was reportedly easy, if I remember correctly. That's right. Yeah, well... <laughs> Okay, a little tongue-in-cheek. There is a song by that gentleman named uh, Easy, I think is the term. And then David, who was in uh, Kung Fu, Tom. It's probably his most famous role. He's also in Kill Bill. Tell me the name of the father of these people. That's who I'm talking about from the 1940s. Tom, uh, the next question was, in 1960, Alfred Hitchcock made a thriller, hor thriller horror movie that still resonates to this day. It's based on a 1959 novel by Robert Block. It stars Anthony Perkins, Janet Lee. I think uh, Martin Balsam's also in that time, uh, Vera Miles, nominated for four Academy Awards, and the killer in this movie, I'll give it away, was Mother. Tell me the name of the movie. Okay. Three new ones, Tom. The Night He Came Home was the teaser or tagline for this movie, and he came home 
to the fictional town of Haddonfield, Illinois. John Carpenter's 1968 masterpiece featured Jamie Lee Curtis in her debut, and it was, it was about a psychic killer wearing a William Shatner mask, Tom, killing a bunch of teenagers. Oh, that's on Halloween scary. night that's in 1978. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Tell me the name of the movie. Okay. Next one's fun, Tom. What's interesting about Halloween movies, horror movies, is that they also fill other genres. There are a lot of horror cult films. We're going to talk about another one in a few minutes. Tom, uh, the resurrection of the recently dead humans to try and prevent these living humans from eventually destroying the universe is part of a plan. You get the idea that there may have been eight other plans before this, and you wonder what happened with them. But in this film, it's an Ed Woods film, Tom. It's been dubbed the worst film of all time. What's interesting about that is it, that title makes everybody want to see it. Well, and if I remember correctly, if you know the answer to number two of your question, he was in this movie. Yeah, well, this is his last movie, and and <laughs> in Tom is loosely applied. I want to loosely know the name applied. of that's right. I want to know the name of this movie. Tom, the person, Criswell, is also in this movie. And if you know who Criswell is, then we ought to talk. Um, Tom, uh, teenage Steve McQueen and Anita Corso in 1958, a movie that made a lot of drive-in uh, movie theaters. Tom, this was about a gelatinous, gelatinous difficult to pronounce, alien life form that engulfed and ate everything that was in its path and got bigger each time it did that. Uh, they eventually got rid of it by freezing it, Tom. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, I know, I know, I know. And you said that uh, Anita Corso was in this movie. Ladies and gentlemen, if you can't do anything else, dial our number and tell us, who is Anita Corso? Why did Stephen give her name? Okay. She is very famous, especially, Tom, uh, uh, hint, folks, to North Carolinians. There you go. And I can remember when I was in high school, Stephen, the basketball team went to Little Washington to play, and we were driving through downtown in the bus. And there on the on the, the marquee of the theater in Little Washington, this was in the fall of 1960, was the name of that movie. And we applied it to one of our players. And to, his, <laughs> to, to the end of his playing days, he was known as like the well, Tom in the movie Grease, the uh, still the highest grossing musical of all time. At two points, they go to a movie drive-in, and at one time, Jerry Lewis and Dean Martin is on. Uh, at least the trailer is, and another time, the trailer for this movie is on. Okay, well, since we've wandered off the reservation, one more question, and we need for you to call and answer these questions. That's the point, ladies and gentlemen. This program is driven. Uh, the callers answering the questions, 919-860-9783, 919-860-WPTF. The question I was going to throw on top of all of those that has nothing to do with anything is at the last picture show, that famous movie, what movie was being shown at the last picture show? 919-860-9783. We're going to take a break, and we'll have just time enough for you to answer all of these questions when we come back. <laughs> I was looking in the lab late one night when my eyes 
my monster from his slab began to rise And suddenly, to my surprise He did the mash He did the monster mash The monster mash It was a graveyard smash He did the mash It got on in a flash He did the mash He did the monster mash Why? Now that's our bumper back to a program of uh, horror movie trivia, and we'll hear the rest of that song. We, in fact, we can hear the whole thing next week. Uh, Stephen, you can come back next Friday night, I hope, and we'll do that. We're uh, doing trivia tonight connected with horror movies, and Stephen gets to do that part of the program, so I'm going to step back into the shadows, Stephen, and we need to move fairly quickly through. I think Jason says we have three callers. And I don't know the name of the first one. Jason, who's first? First up is going to be Henry from Raleigh. Henry from Raleigh. Stephen, you're talking to Henry. Go. Henry, tell me which one do you want to answer? Okay. Um, I'd like to start with uh, question number four, the uh, Alfred Hitchcock movie with the actor named Perkins. I think the movie title was Psycho. You got it. That's correct. Are you a fan right. of that movie? Uh, yeah, but I never have been able to watch the shower scene. Well, you know, they made a joke back when Jaws was out about it. It was a movie that made you not want to go in the water. Well, there's at least a joke there that Psycho makes you not want to get in the shower either. Amen to that. That's the truth. Um, well, you got it right. That's a good job. I appreciate that. Uh, it, it's on every so often, and if you get a chance, you'll probably be able to watch it during the Halloween season. Thank you, sir. And the uh, next question that I think, Henry, I think I know the answer this is number one, seven Steve. about the uh, gelatinous mass. Henry, hold on. Tom says yeah. we can only do one. So I, I want to thank you for going in. And if you don't mind, we're going to move to our next caller, if that's okay. Yeah, but let me say one more thing in closing. Sure. One reason I like uh, this program is I'm from eastern North Carolina, and Tom Kearney's uh, speech and accent remind me of my my origin down in eastern North Carolina. Well, he and I both are from Goldsboro, and I think it's something we're very proud of. Yes, sir, to that. Thank you very much. Good night. Yes, sir. Thanks for calling. Who's our next caller today, Jason? We've got Sir Walter Ann. Hello, Sir Walter Ann. Good to talk to you again. Oh, Stephen, it's so good to hear you again. I didn't know that it, why you weren't on until finally Jason told me two weeks ago. But we sure are glad to have you back. Welcome back. Thank you so much. It's good. It's really good to hear your voice again. Which one would you and like to answer? I'm not forgetting you, Tom. That's okay. <laughs> well, Tom's out there. He's listening. Okay. So uh, Henry stole my thunder on the first one, and he was about to try to steal my thunder on the second one. But I, since you didn't let him do it, I'm going to take the second one, and that is uh, the gelatinous um, material was the blob. The blob, yeah, there's just there's only one the blob, except for Tom will probably tell you about another blob. But um, uh, who's Anita Crusoe? Do you know? Well, Larry's here with me, and he keeps telling me that that's really. Um, what did you say, Larry? Larry? What? Never mind. He's not listening. Um, actually, I don't know who she was. Well, I'm going to give that away. She's yes. Helen Crump from the Andy Griffith Show. Oh, she's Helen Crump from the Andy Griffith Show. How about that? Uh, I yeah. should have recognized the name because I love the Andy Griffith Show. But let me well, just she's say very one young, thing. and so is Steve McQueen. This is before he went off and did The Great Escape, which is 
where he rode the motorcycle and everybody fell in love with him. Oh, that's true. Well, yes. <laughs> but let me say one thing about the blob. Um, as I recall, the last uh, scene of the movie is when they freeze the blob and then they transport it to the Arctic. And somebody says, well, we can't kill it, but at least we can keep it from coming back. And I believe it's Steve McQueen's character, who is Steve Andrews, I think. Um, and he says, "Until the uh, unless the Arctic uh, melts, well, guess what it's doing now. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, we don't want the blow back in 2020. <laughs> We've got all we can handle. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> well, you have another caller, so I'll let you go. Thank you so much for calling us. Okay. It is good to hear from you again. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Jason, who do we have next? We've got Arch from Raleigh. Arch, uh, good, good that you called tonight. Which one do you want to answer? Uh, Stephen, I'm going to answer the uh, third one uh, from the uh, first set about the uh, father of the brothers. Go ahead. And that was is John Carradine. I'm glad you answered that question because it allows us to talk about John Carradine. Do you like his movies? Yeah, oh yes, I do, and he's got got a great voice, you know. And he was uh, he was a star, one of the stars of one of my all time favorite Twilight Zones, The Howling Man. Well, and that yeah, The Howling Man is a great episode, and I yeah. I, I cannot explain it. If you want to take a shot at it, you can, but uh, that is a really. Uh, uh, it makes you think episode of the Twilight Zone. Most episodes of the Twilight Zone do, but you're right. He was in that, and he has a voice that if you've ever heard it, you never forget it. That's right. That's right. Yep. Yeah. And by the way, I don't. I don't think I've talked to you before. I've talked to Tom a few times, and I'm originally from Goldsboro, also. Well, it's a place we're very proud of, and we talk about it just about every time we get together. And I'm going to have the pleasure to go down there about the second week. November. I hadn't been in about a year, and so I'm glad that yeah. uh, you brought that to my attention, and it's good to, to know another, uh, Go, it's not Goldsboro, and I'm just going to say native of Goldsboro. Yeah, yeah, well, I lived my first 13 years there, but uh, anyway, uh, you'll have to go to Wilbur's, I guess. Well, yeah, I asked Tom about that, and, and Tom says we got to do curbside, is that right, Tom? Our takeaway, yeah, as a matter of fact, and... Uh... Uh, but that's that's the last that I heard. Perhaps someone can better inform us. But uh, but they are at least open again. So I want to remind Jason that uh, at about twenty seconds past fifty-seven, we we need to have uh, our friend come in and, and say goodbye for t- tonight. Uh, in fact, Steve, uh, Stephen, we can sign off with this caller. Can you hear me? All right, Stephen. Yes, I can. All right, you did great tonight, and uh, we scared the callers out of their hiding places and everything. And with, if you'll come back next week, we'll uh, we'll have some more questions. We'll just pick up where we left off and have another hour devoted to trivia that has to do with scary movies, if that's all right. Uh, we may talk about television and radio and whatever else comes up. Okay, here's our signature. Thanks to everybody for listening. We'll talk about the dead people on Monday night. Die.